cosmic crusade. <coughs> this week should be phenomenal, and every week after it should be equally, expandingly, ever-increasingly more interesting and delightful. So, as always, remember to listen, like, subscribe, and share with your friends, your family, and your grandmother. She's probably going to get into it, too. What we're starting out with, after the decimation of many of our heroes, Thanos snapped and used the Infinity Stones to remove half the life in the universe. And with that event, David Kane, a martial artist, a man's death by uh, demonic energy who's been on his ups and downs and goes by the codename Bloodsport was left all alone. Even Doom abandoned him and now he has to find his own way in the world. But within that, he has become increasingly more tormented by the demonic energy that is within him. And after the decimation happened, after what he saw happened, after even Stark fell, couldn't stop this, and is missing in space, uh, for those of us who are in the know, and for those of us who aren't, who maybe just were on Earth, would also believe he was dead too. Uh, David has lost a sense of, of driving vengeance. So, I'll kind of let you explain where you're at right now. You're in New York City. New York City scrolls across the bottom of the screen. The year 2019, just 23 days after the decimation. Walking around New York, Bloodsport just really is. He's looking for answers, and he's just walking around, and he thinks to himself, it's like the one person that would have the answers. Would be feeling strange. Like he fought like against him before and nearly died. <laughs> and he is just. He knows he can go to other dimensions, but he thinks maybe, just maybe, um, he can find some way to talk with his dead family and just find out advice and where he should go. And just kind of lost. He's looking for answers. He wants to talk to only people that really know him. Alright. So, uh, basically what we're going to do is we're going to have you roll off of your ability to find his house. Okay. Uh, you're going to have to use your intelligence. Three. Three. Okay. So, you have basic understanding that the house is somewhere on Leader Street. So you're going to want to find yourself over Believer Street. Now, once you get there, there's going to be a few townhouses, some apartment buildings, and one gigantic mansion with a really strange glass window right on top of it. And you can choose any of these buildings to go into. I'm going to go into the strange building. The strange building? Yeah. Seems right, right? Okay. So, uh, basically, you're going to go up, you're going to knock on the door. Now, um, the door itself just going to creak open. You have a choice. You can you can walk in uninvited, or maybe the door did invite you. Um, I just want to walk in and just kind of, hello? 
basically, when you walk in, you see a gigantic staircase made of wood with a giant hole smashed right in the middle of it. Big cauldron to the left of it. I wouldn't suggest touching it or leaning on it. Um, artifacts, artwork, all sorts of books all around you. Uh, but from behind, who are you? Seeking answers. I am seeking the turkey club. Did you bring me one? So you want something from me, but you bring me nothing in return? I'll take tuna on ride. I can get you one. Uh, well, maybe that's what you should do. What kind of answers you look for? Is Stephen Strange here? Stephen Strange is no longer with us. He went off. Into space, big monsters. I felt a shift in the force. I do not believe it went well for him. As you can tell, it did not go well for any of us, and I have not had a Tuna Unrai in over 23 days. So, you bring me nothing, you come asking questions. I don't know what to do with you. I did not do Tuna Unrai. I'll be here. Maybe with answers, maybe not. Maybe with full belly, I'll think that. I'll get that for you, I'll get back. Alright, so basically, uh, as you walk out, you notice that there is a vendor right there on the street, as usual in New York, and he's got falafel. He's only got falafel. He's got falafel. He doesn't have tuna on, right? Hey, I got it's a falafel. It's got lamb meat in it and some gyro sauce, you know, gyro. Your buddy, you'll like it. Trust me. You think of a gyro, uh, falafel, gyro. I don't even know if I'm. This is New York, man. And we we we're melting pot. I put it all together, and there's a hot dog in there too. And just kind of cringe back, just start walking. Fifty-six. And just keep walking. And he follows you with the cart. Where are you going, man? Where are you going? Pin it 
shoves it up your butt, you just take it. You go home, you find out your family's gone, what do you do? You take it. You get mad, you kill some cops, they come after you, what do you do? You let them arrest you. You're a bad guy, you just take things. You are. I'm the guy telling you what you take. What kind of entity are you? I'm the falafel guy. What are you talking about? Entity. Alright, so I want to, like, this is out of character. Uh, uh, if you have a bald head, this big bald um, you can't tell. He's he's wearing, um, let's say, like a sh a smock kind of thing, mm -hmm. like a apron. Uh, he's wearing a ball cap. Mm -hmm. um, he's got a black beard. Oh, well, he's like a dungeon master. He's got a big mic beard. Huh. Kind of um, almond-colored skin. He's standing only about 10 meters away from you. And again, that's like, so, um, you know, obviously. Do you want to roll for wisdom? I got it, not wise. <laughs> he is not wise, one. Now, I'm going to tell you. Because I kind of like you. I'm the falafel guy. You ever need anything else? You come and find me. No, I hear he's gone. I was the one Falafel guy. Not strange. Falafel guy. This is really falafel guy. Okay, sir. Strange is gone. Accept it. Turn the page. <laughs> I'm just going to go back to walking. Alright, so as you walk back up the stairways to enter the door behind you, a green poof of smoke occurs and the falafel guy is gone, but you don't notice it. And you walk back in and it's Walmart. You're back! Energy 
which is aka roll off of your string. I mean, you successfully connect through the astral plane to the spiritual world. And in that moment, I'll let you describe your interaction with your family. Alright, okay, so he sees his family from afar. He's really timid at first because he. The one big emotion that hits him is shame. He has done horrible, horrible things. Kick people's faces off. Pleading for their lives. Yeah. He's done horrible things. He's. You do notice that there is a ghost in the background that maybe has a face just hanging off, and she's like, Yo! <laughs> and I look at the. <laughs> and I walk up to my family and. Um, I just talk to them, mainly to his wife, and just, where do I go from here? Like, I don't know what to do. I had misplaced anger. As soon as you say that, actually, a lot of the energy in the room, you feel it changes. Some purple and red energy start to creep in, and you hear a voice. You are my servant. Trying to disobey. You need not think or feel. Just do as I command. No. Yes. I speak to my family now. Let me be. I cannot let you be. You sold your soul to me. And the only way that you can have it back is if you come and take it yourself. I guess let me see you. Not if I see you first. All the energy starts to dissipate in the room. Your family's gone. The evil energy seems to linger within your soul, but it's gone. And Wong's sitting there eating falafel. So? What night? Not really. Oh, you're one of those moody guys like to sit around and brood. Everybody lost somebody. You see me brooding? No, you see me eating a falafel. I work for a man who used to be a surgeon. They're not synonymous with my guy. And no, if you want to know, we are not together. We just live here in the same house, okay? Big house, separate rooms. Oh, and by the way, my name's Wong, just in case you were wondering. Hello, how are you? Whatever. Uh, Swiss train. Swiss train. You? Who are you? No, I'm Wong. Oh, thank you. You're welcome, David Kane. Also known as Bloodsport. Also known as Guy who has troubled spirits who needs to go fight demons. I have one more question for you. I may have one more answer, maybe two. I may send you on your way. I don't know. I'm also getting hungry again. <laughs> How would I go about getting my soul back? I need to find the demon and defeat him. Oh, the energy in room I feel doesn't feel like Mephisto realm. 
It does not feel like Dormammu. I don't feel demon. I feel something much more... Galactic about this entity controlling you. There was a group once, and I heard stories. Wave his hands in the air, and you see images floating in front of you of these giant creatures, man shaped, and they have armor and strange headdresses. Really strange headgear they love to get. But so giant that they tower over people, they can step upon planets and destroy them. And then you see one of them, and it's covered in a black armor with red highlights and has a really strange, what you would recognize as an Oni mask, with large horns that come out and curl around. He said, this, this is what I feel is what is bothering you, the celestial power. These people, these things, these entities, from the beginning of time, they, they take a shining to taking person and making them slave and say, hey, you go surf over here. You go run through this for me. You come back to that. Horrible people. Good luck with that. Not my problem. But you might need to get into space. That's where I would go. I'm not trying to push you that way, but... Yeah.
And then there's this other TV that's showing that the Avengers compound is in upstate New York. That's what's going on for you right now. Not specific information, nothing that really maybe highlight itself, but several different things that you as a person could choose. Pay attention to. So my character's going to go to upstate New York, the Avengers. Oh, yeah, he does remember that Stark, he hated him. He knows that Stark was a smart guy. He's smarter than him. And so he's going to go up to upstate New York. So I mean, he uh, might go to space if he does. All right. Time to last. Now in upstate New York. You're welcome. Alright, so uh, you're, you're coming up on the compound. You realize that there's not a whole lot of security going on. Uh, you're walking very carefully because you also know that you may not be invited or welcomed or really nicely uh, met by the Avengers. You're going to almost kill the strange one. <laughs> if he told, you know, his secret may be his secret. Uh, however, you do notice there is a large ship outside the compound. Kind of big, with wings, got jets on it, back bay doors down. It's open, and it looks like some of the remaining S.H.I.E.L.D. agents that are there, who, if we all remember, were reinitiated in the Age of Ultron. So anyway, they're pushing what seems to be a large coffin-type box. I mean, it's like it's about eight feet long, four feet deep. Seems like a big coffin, and they're pushing it onto the ship. And behind them is this small raccoon walking behind. Them. Hey, watch it! Careful! If you scratch my ship, I shoot you in the face. I swear, I'm not kidding with you. Anybody to go with me. All my friends 
I'm dead. And I've got to transport this mook inside of this big coffin thing because he causes so much trouble. Hey, he was the beast. Uh, so I've got to solve all the problems on Earth yet again. So, do you like music? Okay, well, there's lots of music on my shit. There's a little, little uh, MP3 player on there, too. I don't know how to work it. The doofus that you say you with always used to pick all the music. So you pick good music, you can ride with me in space. Just don't do stupid stuff. Okay. Deal. 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 Good. So, as they take off, Basically, uh, loading everything into the ship. What Sport even sees is they set the coffin into a latch on the wall. There is this strange being inside of a cryo coffin. Frosted over skin, everything like that, seems to be in a sleep. He kind of wonders who it is because he doesn't really recognize the person. So, there's no labeling on the coffin, nothing like that. It just has a series of numbers, some hashtags. It's like trying to get through Twitter if you've never read it before. It just doesn't make any freaking sense. Um, <clears throat> so, anyway, Rocket starts up the ship, getting everything cranked into motion. They launch off from Earth. Meanwhile, deep in the Shi'ar Empire... Inside the castle dwelling of what was once the royal family of the Shi'ar Empire, there is a girl with a strange feathery hair that seems to be running, afraid for her life, bleeding and bruised throughout the royal chamber of this castle. She's screaming out, Please, you don't have to do this! And as she turns, Another female of the Shi'ar breed lands with her feet gently gliding onto the floor and large, shining, shimmering, sharp metal wings folding around, arching towards the wounded Shi'ar woman. Sister, please, don't do this. But I'm not. You don't have to, must. I, I can help you. Whatever it is you want. You don't have to do this. Mm, yes, I do. Because if you're not gone, I can't ever have this room. So make a roll on straight. Four. No. Alright, so how do you want to deal with the situation?
Outside of the chamber, though, you hear lots of explosions, shooting, a maniacal laughter. <laughs> and you know that your plan has finally come to fruition. You know now that you are in charge of the Shi'ar Empire because your sister, who was next in line to take over the crown, is gone. Your brother, the kin, who was the prince of the Shi'ar Empire, is missing. You are all that's left of the royal family, and by the rights of the Shi'ar people, you are now royalty. You are now the queen of the empire. And you know that this never would have happened for you had the Imperial Guard not vanished, turned to dust. Their greatest champion, the gladiator, Kalark, completely disappeared. And you have now made success through not only an army of embittered Shi'ar people mixed with some Cree and some scroll that you found and enlisted because they're mercenaries, but also the friend of your very strange friend that you've made, uh, paid, made friendship with, uh, a man you know as the Cosmic X, who now enters the chamber to talk to you. Did you finally get it? Yeah. It was easier than I thought. Good. Was it fun? I had fun. Did you have fun, right? Yep. Yeah. We should do this. Yep. Yeah. And so now you basically get to sit over, or you walk over and you sit upon the throne as this strange man just keeps running around looking at shiny stuff. Um, now, within that moment, portal seems to rip open in front of you, and from it, arms reach through the energy, climbing and clawing across the floor until you see this strange mess of a cybernetic man. His lower half seems to be mounted upon jetpack machinery. The upper half seems to be just an android machinery base, and as he crawls himself through the portal, all you hear him say is, my name is Michael. And it passes out. And so the new mystery in front of you is who this strange man is that just teleported into your new kingdom in the middle of your coronation day, which you won through hard-earned blood. <laughs> Why don't you check that out? Sure. I'll have some fun with it. Uh, I'm going to try to read his mind. Alright, so you're going to use intelligence. His mind is very complex and full of beats and boops. You don't quite understand it. All you can hear is the resonating noise of Michael Korvac. Difficult mind. All I got is a name. Michael Korvac. Badoon. Badoon. Bring it up to you? Nope. Should we throw out? Your Highness. Does that have a mentor? He starts to rouse. He's waking up. He's just going to look at you. He doesn't make big entrances. He's just staring at you. Uh, 
third. You want to send an army? You want 
take yourself? Do you want to try and battle it head on? Uh, take the left of the guards. <laughs> with all of them. Alright, so you rally the guards and your two new loyal subjects, and uh, you load up onto a ship and launch off to a small planet on the outside of the rim of the Shi'ar Empire. That planet's named Aloria. 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 Meanwhile, back in the Milky Way galaxy, aboard the Milano spaceship, jamming out to some classic David Bowie, Rocket and Bloodsport continue to bond. You like the stuff I got going on? It's a nice ship, right? Oh, yeah, definitely. And I got a little fridge over there. It's got food in it and stuff. I'm pretty cool. Certainly do that. You have any missing pots? No. Do you have any missing pots? No. Do you have any robot pots? I don't have any robot pots. Oh. Well, maybe by the end of this whole shed, you know, mission space thing that we're doing, we'll get some. I really don't need food. Oh. Well, if you do get one, I want it. How about I just find you one? Oh, that could be cool. i tell you what. We'll be friends forever. Right now, we're friends for the intermediate. But we'll be friends forever you get me some robot parts. I need a robot arm. I've got a leg. I had an eyeball, gave that to a friend, but I really want a robot arm. How big of an arm are we talking about? A beefy arm. A big beefy arm. Are yeah, we talking about Arnold Schwarzenegger beefy arm, like as in his prime man era? Or are we talking about, you know, Rage Monster Hulk? Ooh. Well, I don't know. I mean, you know, I'm a raccoon. Right? So I have these arms. They do the job. Everything seems big and beefy to me. Maybe something uh, more toned and lean, like, uh, you know, yours. So Van Damme. Van Damme. Whoever that is. Yes. What planet is that guy from? Earth. Oh, you people. People are always strange names. What? Dude, I'm a raccoon, I'm from space, I call myself Rocket. Everything is kind of implicated in some explanatory, I don't know. As they're flying, a weird shift kind of happens, and he's like, Ah! Death! Nab it! There's mediums, there's always mediums in space! Hang on, you old horses! Clack this thing, going into hyperdrive, trying to fly around these meteors. One of them does bash into the side of the ship pretty hard, jostling you back and forth as you're rocketing past these and getting to safety. And as you escape the meteor field, he goes, <sighs> Okay. I swear that's not going to happen again. Well, actually, it's going to happen a freaking lot because there's always meteors everywhere. It's like the Death Star is always shooting planets and there's just tons of rock flying everywhere. But in the back of the ship, when the rock hit, it seemed to jostle 
nozzle, the coffin that was attached to the wall loose, rattling the person within it to arouse. To awaken. <laughs> oh my! Using the English dictionary here. So, right now you notice that the, the coffin has jostled loose and that it seems to be leaking a coolant. Yeah, we're gonna have a problem back here. Well, I've got the wheel, and I can't do everything on this rig. You're just riding for free. Quit changing the music and go back there and figure it out. I'm the captain. So you walk to the back of the ship and you're you're analyzing this, this coffin. So you look inside, you see that whatever is it's still got kind of light blue skin from the cold, but it's it's moving back and forth within the coffin. As happens. There you go, that's that's what that looks like. It kind of looks like Johnny Depp had a baby with the devil. Broken. 
Hey Rocket, what's the uh, ejection phase? Um, this button. Uh, it's either orange or red or I don't know. I'm colorblind. I just know where it is. You don't have that. Yeah, so I just uh, I look at the computer and say, "Press lightly," so we will open this door for you. Oh, you misunderstand. That was a promise. Open the door. Open the door. By the way, as our chat's going on, uh-huh. it's getting, the gravity's getting heavier in here. Yeah, you can probably feel it on yourself. You may be kicking your own chi level up. Mm-hmm. Glowing a little. Oh, I see. You've been gifted with a greater purpose as well. I don't want to spill your blood. On the contrary. I want to lead you into an Eden. Now, please open the door. You said please. Okay, open the door. Oh, he's got manners? Oh! Tell him to fix the MP3 player. Oh, little creature. Uh, little? Well, by my stature, yes, you are small. (laughs) I got big things too, Bob! Flying this ship that's keeping you from dying in outer space. How about that? In, in which team are you from? I'm from my team. I'm the Rocket Team. You. Team Rocket. You're now on Team Rocket too. Anybody in my ship? I'm the captain. Everybody's on Team Rocket. Welcome to the team. I'm glad you have an understanding of it. If you want some go good, it's in the fridge. Otherwise, fix the MP3 player. Oh, everything went back to normal when I got out. Yeah, but you gotta pick it up off the ground. I'm not gonna do it. You drop it, you pick it up. That's just man. Didn't your mother teach you anything? No. Oh, no, well, no. I will. I'm kinda do this parenting thing when I'm enjoying Huh. David Bowie. Interesting choice. An intelligent choice. Next! Hmm. What do we listen
royal guard of the Shi'ar Empire, sending out a message to any and all assisting peoples. We are under attack. An unknown biomechanical entity has attacked the outer rim of our Shi'ar system. The planet Aloria will fall. If you can hear this message, please beep. Okay, it's me again. Please come help us. We are suffering ever since people started turning to, I don't know, dust and stuff. And, dude, you should have seen it. The big purple guy with the mohawk just faded away right in front of me. Okay, seriously though, here's the navigational points for, I'm mean, you know, I'm done. You know, just look at it. If you want to help, help. I don't really give a freaking Uh, I don't care what we do as long as you pay me the money 
need I'll to be you, rich. I want to be rich. I'll give you whatever share I get from this in exchange for a ride back. Deal? Uh, yeah, that's a deal. Okay. I want to shake your hand with my four little fingers. Because it's three and a thumb. No, there's a fourth. It's hidden. Ha <laughs> Just kidding. We're, we're, we're raccoons. We're not weird. We're like cat and dogs mixed with monkeys, but smarter than humans. He shakes his little hand. A baby with claws. Have you ever felt an infant's phrase of sharp nails? Um, I have a father, yes. <laughs> I put it too. Without making them eat, that's talent. <laughs> Alright, David Kane, what is your opinion on this whole fiasco? Well, um, this is just, okay, not in character. Um, so, yeah. Ronnie. Yeah, just me. It's like, what's up, Ronnie? Yeah, uh, yeah, he's, long time I see. Where have you been? Where have you been? <laughs> yeah, he just totally, uh, want to go. This year I advise him, he wants to know, um, he wants to delve further into this. Into the cosmic entity they like to how to find. You want to research all the things that you can about the celestials, pretty much. Right. And so these people may know stuff about that. Yeah. So that's what he's like. He's like, this is a weird space name. Celestials are weird space things. You probably know about these more weird space. His things. intelligence at a minor level is putting these things yeah. together in words that well, don't make sense. Well, I'm at two now, so I can read books now. <laughs> you read books. You're nice. You're like smarter than your average college graduate now. Yes. You're almost military member smart. That's how I ran things. Okay. Let's just say my guy was really heavily inspired by Paul to get smarter. Cool. Cool. Are we back in character now? Back in character. Oh my god, David, where'd you come from? I think we should go to the Shiar Empire. Alright, that's where I'm setting the coordinates to then. I've got big guns. I've got two crazy looking weird monkey guys from Earth. I think we can do this. So, you rocket off the Shi'ar Empire. Meanwhile, on Planet Memoria, as you touch down on Landside, Death Harpy, the Cosmic X, and Michael, Michael Korvac exit the ship. Onto the um, Earth ground, whatever you want to call it, Terra, Terra, Terra. Terra. Um, as you see this strange creature, uh, it's taller than normal, skinnier than normal, but it's still humanoid. It's got uh, paler purple skin, uh, a strange crystal oval implanted in its forehead, and it does have three fingers in one thumb as it crawls closer towards you, bleeding all over, and just says, Help me! And falls into the ground. Uh, well, Death Harpy would recognize 
this creature has a native allurium. Um, they're generally of this taller, slender build with a crystal that's embedded into their head once they reach maturity. Uh, it helps them with their telepathic abilities. That's just it. That's where you're at right now. You're looking around, there's a lot of dirt, stuff, dead alien, atrophy, giddy mercenary, weird cyborg guy. That's where you're at right now. Ex, why don't you uh, investigate? of Saturday Night Gaming. Be sure to like, share, and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Tumblr, YouTube, and now on iTunes and Google Play.